Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A couple of things I need to talk to you about. Sure. Right. Take some. Two things. One, Adam feels uncomfortable. With some moments out, and he's tried to say no. You have not listened to him and his boundaries to be set. The second thing is, after my multiple speeches with the crew about boundaries, about respect, did you not go into Margot and say, Poor Luke, I wish he would come in and see me? I actually went to her and said that, ask how she's feeling and is she okay? Um... She's not okay, they're not okay. They feel there's a big disconnect now. And it's not what I want, part of my team. You've disrespected exactly what I actually set out to do. Okay, but I, I understood what you said and I respect it. You didn't show that. For you to go to Margot and say that just shows you have not listened to a word I said about boundaries and it showed it little respect and empathy to Margot. I'm trying to move forward as a team. I'm trying to get that behind us mm. and you have brought it straight back up. So in that, I'm going to terminate your employment today. Wow. to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Um, a special episode, because we're talking about a very special episode of Below Deck Down Under. It just aired on Monday. And here's the thing. I've only recapped one other episode of Below Deck, and that was when I had first watched the one of my first episode of the entire series, which was the premiere of sailing yacht. So I'm not super well versed in the below deck universe. Like I could maybe I have probably like a like a junior in high school level of uh, knowledge on them. So like I know the bit major players. I get it, but damn, I turned on this TV on Monday and I caught the last half of this episode and I was just so about the whole thing that I was like, I got to talk about this and um, we're going to have to get this on, on a, on a mic here because wow, what an episode. It just, woo. So I guess in the interest of trigger warnings and, you know, like being fair to people, um, definitely a trigger warning for, um, you know, talk of sexual assault, um, uncomfortable situations, I would say coercion at some points, um, you know, things of that nature. 
I have seen a lot of conversation about people even questioning whether we should have seen what we saw. Um, but I do think it's important. I, you know, I here's the thing. Like, we have to, in order to, like, break these chains and, and end these cycles, we're going to have to expose ourselves to some uncomfortable things and have some uncomfortable conversations. And... Um, you know, for those of those people who were like out and out triggered, I feel bad for them. But like, I also think this could be, hopefully is, will be a huge learning lesson for people to see like, <clears throat> I mean, I can't even say the lines were blurred. They were pretty clear to me, but like, there are a lot of people who were going to see the situation and be like, oh, that's messed up. And, and understand. And for that, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. So let's get into it. Um, well, I think we're really just going to talk about what happened with the crew because the, I don't know, the, the, I feel like a lot of people watch the show to like see who's going to come on the boat and be kooky and like demanding or whatever. That never really interested me to be honest with you but like i i like to see what the, what the crew's up to and i like to see the drama that's going on you know below deck so to speak so um there really wasn't like super highlighted but the episode does begin with the chef she's in a panic two of the guests don't eat red meat she's about to serve them a big flintstone size tomahawk steak and the primary who looks like a human jaw rule yeah, they get the steak. He doesn't like the steak rare. I, we all know the business with these people. Like, they get their pref sheets and they give them to the crew beforehand. So, it was definitely on his pref sheet that he wanted medium steak, not rare. And Captain Jason's watching all of this, like, annoyed. Because it's not a situation of the guests being picky. This is just straight up uh, Sharina not reading the pref sheets and, like, fucking up. So, it also happens to be somebody's birthday that same night, and they shove the guy's face in the cake, and she's just in the corner like, ugh. Because we saw that it had taken her since 9.30 to start this cake. It's now, like, 8 o'clock at night. And you could tell in a flashback, she was so proud of it. And was like, put the little cookie crumbles, excuse me, the little crumbs around the cake. So it looks like, you know, it had like an aesthetic thing. She got the gold candles and like, oh, you could tell she was so proud. Only for it to like, mm, I would have been tight about that. And then they're like, the crews try to like pick out the rest of the cake to see if they could eat any. And Jason's like, oh, there's a hair over here. So, like, maybe avoid that area. I'm like, oh, God. Mm -mm -mm. I had a traumatic experience once at my friend had a birthday party. And um, it was, like, in the basement. I can still remember this, like, like, it happened just yesterday. And her mom had, like, beautiful hair. And we we're in the basement and it's a birthday party and there was like a tray of just like the most delicious chicken fingers you could ever imagine. Like commercial grade, like golden brown, lovely. And she put them out and I was like the first one to grab it. I'm like, yes, bitch, I'm about to tear this chicken tender up. And I put it in my mouth and then I feel a hair and I pulled out a hair so long <laughs> You know when, like, your time just slows down, you're like, oh, my God, the longer I'm pulling, the more the life is just draining from my body. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this long, long hair that I get to pull out of my mouth. Where was I going with this? Oh, there was a the hair in the cake. Um, So I, I was traumatized by that, I will say. But Sharina's fucking up so much that Jason's basically like a hawk, Captain Jason, a hawk monitoring Sharina in the kitchen so she does not fuck up again for breakfast. Fortunately, she does not. So we have Aisha, who's our chief stew. She and Laura have clearly had issues prior to this. Like, the tension is building. Laura is the, um, the third or the... Yeah, no, excuse me, the second stew, um, you know, Aisha's in charge. And so they have this, like, kind of, like, tit-for-tat 
unspoken you guys know that gif of of diddy just staring at that guy during like america's got talent or whatever <laughs> like they're just staring at each other it, it's that sort of energy where like things are being unspoken but they clearly don't like each other um so it begins this episode when laura is trying to make drinks for the people right trying to insist that we need to have freshly squeezed lime juice in every single cocktail. And Aisha already told her, girl, just use a bottled lime juice. There's no difference. So Laura does not pay attention to her. And she looks dead in, in Aisha's face and is like, uh, we don't have enough. There's not enough juice, not enough limes for these juice. She's like, okay, but I told you yesterday that just use the bottled juice. And Laura just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love Asia. Asia's a very nice girl, but the way she speaks is just very fun to imitate. Like, because it just seems like it takes a lot of effort for her to speak. Like, so she's in a confessional talking about this moment. Like, bloody hell, it's just a lime juice. Like, I've already told her, use lime juice because it's just way more efficient. Why is Laura so obsessed with lime? Like, does her family own a lime orchard? Like, does she have stock in a lime company? <laughs> like, it took every muscle in her face <laughs> to get this out. And I felt her on that. I felt her. There's also bad weather out there on the high seas. So, Jason's like, we're going to have to dock early. I really don't like having to do that. But, brilliant idea. He's like, yo, let's just get them drunk, do some flip cup, do some great games or whatever, and break the news to them after they've already gotten sauced, which was very smart and worked. So then we go to Sandra, who is Ja Rule's wife, right? She comes down to the kitchen, the galley, with a huge frame picture of his mother to ask, are you guys going to be doing the traditional Cuban dinner in honor of her? Like, and make arroz con pollo, right? And Sharina, the chef, is like, what is that? Arroz con pollo, what is that? Is that, is that chicken and the rice? She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to the surprise of no one, um, Sharina's never made Cuban food before, and then here she has to go up on YouTube to trigger, figure out how to make it. But it also ends up being a success. He, the Cuban job rules, like, this is just like Mama used to make. Thank God. Thank God. And they have a great, lovely memorial, I will say that. So now let's get into what the crew's up to, right? Laura, who just had this issue with Aisha over the lime juice, last episode got turned down by Luke. They already hooked up, but he kind of rejected her last charter after he banged her. And so she says in a confessional, in, in her mind, <clears throat> in her mind, that this charter is all about Adam. The deckhand, the other guy. And she's like, I'm just going to see if I get any response from him. So it seems like there's a lot of like crossover flirtations happening amongst the crew. Like Luke and Laura had their thing, but he's now put her to the side. Margot is also part of the, you know, the crew and she's flirty with Harry. Harry is like the nice, goofy, tall guy, like giving Mormon, uh, you know, like, like did a did a did a year after high school you know like that sort of thing like very nice he's out there in the real world and just being like a nice boy right so they're like flirty in the daytime and you know like we all know how it is we like these assholes and we're like i can't keep getting my heart broken so i'm gonna find this nice guy but then you're like damn he's really fucking boring but like he's fun for the time right because marco says listen i'm having to sit here on this boat cleaning bathrooms and, you know, maybe on the way to clean the bathroom, I run into a cute guy and we flirt. Like, that just makes the whole thing better. So they have this little thing over the, what appears to be, like, Febreze fabric spray. A little flirtation over, like, are you going to spray my bed at night, Margo, and make my bed smell good? She's like, mm, maybe. So Laura gives uh, Harry the only good advice that she's ever going to give anybody, I could imagine, and tells him, just write, like, a cute little note to Margot. She'll really like it or whatever. So he writes a note. He goes, good night, Miss M. Sleep well. Thanks for making my bed smell nice. Which really, like, it was reading, like, I got this from, you know, like, I'm in boarding school. And she made my bed. Like, thank you. Thank you, nun. Uh, Sister M. But 
like Margo goes around to like spray his bed and like make it nice, like just having like a cutesy little moment, right? So later, speaking of not cutesy moments, Laura finds Adam in his room, the girl, the guy she has set her sights on. And she nuzzles his neck. Like, he's standing up, trying to get dressed or whatever. So she's hugging him. And, like, like really, like, like a, a nuzzle. That was an official trademark nuzzle sniff on his neck. And she's like, oh, I know what cologne you're wearing. It's uh, CK1 in the black bottle. He pulls it out and he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Ha ha. But then she's like, see, <laughs> we're meant to be. And he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so in a confessional, Adam's like, I don't know. That fucking shit's scary. Like, <laughs> not into this. So we get to the end of the night. And Laura, you know, they have these night shifts, right? Laura has the night shift and she has to work with Harry. And she gets upset because it's not her crush, Adam. So she comes with this idea to ask the girls or to ask Asia if she can rotate so, you know, she could, she's trying to work with Adam by themselves, right? So the next morning, Laura goes to play with Aisha, like, oh, God, last night's shift was like, God, it really killed me. Like, I was so hard. I'm really, really tired. So, like, uh, I don't know. So, like, maybe just for, like, one charter, could we switch it up at night? And Aisha's like, mm-hmm, no, no, we can't. So... Margo's not strong enough to be on her own, so, like, no, she really can't be left on her alone, right? So then Laura goes to Margo as they're cleaning the bedroom, so she's like, you're just being so mean to me, like, and I don't know why. And then she gets all snarky about, like, well, I have Chief Stew experience, too, but, like, apparently not enough for Aisha. So now we're just not going to get along anymore. <laughs> it's like, okay, girl. Laura has, like, very, to quote Katie Maloney, spooky energy. And it just gets spookier. It really, in ways that I've never seen before, but we'll get into that. So she tries to, like, find an ally in Margot, but, like, Margot's just like, I, I don't know, like, whatever. So then Laura goes back to Asia. So she tries to, like, start off really sweet. Do you need anything? Do you need any help with anything? Anything I can take off your load? And Aisha's like, no, you know, like maybe we should talk about what happened earlier because you said that you wanted to change shifts because you're tired. To which Laura goes, I didn't say that. But Aisha goes, no, you definitely did. <laughs> Flashback to her 10 minutes, 10 minutes she had this conversation with Aisha saying that she was so, oh, hey, so, so sleepy, so sleepy and so weepy. So <clears throat> Laura's like, no, I, I definitely didn't say it was because I was tired. Definitely 100% did not say that. But do you think that there's an opportunity for a one-time shift change? And so Aisha says again, I'm not really feeling that confident in Margot. There's only three of them, right? So Laura says, well, I wasn't talking about her changing her schedule, honey. And Aisha goes, well, who are you asking to change with? And Laura goes, you. And so then Aisha just looks at her and says, I'm the chief stew, so I have to be there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's how it works. So in a confessional, Aisha's like, I'm actually blown away. Like, I've never seen a request like this. I don't know what fucking planet she's on. What's next? She's going to ask Jason if you can drive the boat for a bit. She could put a skirt on. Come on. I don't know what accent I'm doing. So then Laura actually gets like super creepy and gets closer, like stands a couple steps closer to Aisha. Like they're practically nose to nose. And she goes, you know, it's just like, don't say I'm not a real yachty, you know? <laughs> She's got these like prayer hands and Aisha's just looking at her like, girl, if you don't go down to the laundry room and go fold a, a hand towel, like get, go away from me with this Apollo. The next day, the guests leave, and Luke and Margo have this conversation, like, this kind of flirty conversation as they're getting things done, like, oh, we're going to party that night because we're free, and he says something about, like, oh, yeah, I need to get you away from that guy, meaning Harry, and how he's going to be, like, saving his naughtiness for that night. So... Well, we're waiting to see what, how much they got in a tip, which they ended up getting like a crazy $2,000, $2,500 each tip. Laura 
you know, because they all gather around. It's the couches. So Laura sits next to Adam on the couch, and she goes, I wonder, Adam says, I wonder where we're going tonight, meaning, like, which club, right? And she goes, to your bedroom. And he goes, no, dummy. (laughs) He's so sick of her, and I can't, I can't even, like, I'm not, I'm generally anti- men like embarrassing women however this is a bitch that cannot refuses to be embarrassed and so i just can't wait to talk about okay sorry okay so they find out they got hella cash everybody's good spirits are high you know we're getting pre-gaming we're getting dressed ready to go out to dinner right so everybody goes to dinner they're just sitting down before they order and adam and sharina go to take a smoke break and Adam says, or Sharina says to Adam, how do you feel about Laura being all over you? And he's like, she needs to chill out. And so Sharina says, are you not into it? And Adam says, no. And she's like, well, I feel like maybe you should like tell her that because otherwise you're leading her on. And Adam says, but I have, but obviously that doesn't work. And so Sharina gives him more advice. Just tell her that you see her as a friend and it's not going to go past that. And he's like, but I did. So Sharina goes, oh, okay. So Sharina says in a confessional, I know Laura. And because she's so beautiful, she's just not used to people telling her no. But it's like, babe, he's just not that into you. And I'm looking at Laura and she's not like, like, so beautiful that this is like, should be uncharted territory for her. Like, she's cute, but like, mm. <laughs> So Luke... Luke, who fucked Laura and then rejected her afterwards, is watching Adam and Laura, well, watching Laura flirt at Adam and Adam try to, like, be nice about it, right? So he's watching this and he tells Aisha, who he's sitting next to, that he's grateful that Adam took one for the team. Like, by that he means took Laura off of his hands. And he says, last charter when we hooked up, You know, it was just because I was drunk and dumb and I was thinking with my dick, but it probably wasn't the right decision. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. More on that later. This is the the foreshadowing was in that clip very heavy, very heavy. So on the other side of the table, like I said, Laura's asking Adam, um, should we work on another yacht together after this? And he's like, uh, why? Like, you don't you don't just want to be friends, man? Like, okay, he's calling you man at this point. Let it go. 
So she says, well, I want somebody to be my friend and just like the rest comes naturally. And he goes, but what if it never changes from that? Like, what if it just stays friends? And Laura goes, you don't want to ever do that with me? And he just shakes his head. No, never. No. Why? I would just rather stay friends with anybody. And then she goes, what's wrong with me? And he's like, there's nothing wrong with you. And she goes, no, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And then she tries to kiss his forearm. And he says to her, be my friend, bro. Why can't you just be my friend? He's hitting you with the man, bro, friend. Let's just be friends. Please, let's just be friends. So Adam says in a confessional, I'm really trying to let her down easy, but she's just like a habitual line stepper. She's just going to keep pushing that line and I don't know what else to do. So even though Harry and Margot were flirting and spanned for breeze on each other's beds during the day, he's now annoying the fuck out of her at dinner and he's trying to show her something that he does during scuba diving and she's just like, you know what? Even you doing that is just making me a little nauseous. Like, can you just give me a moment? She's like, I, I don't even want to look at you right now. Margo says in a confessional, it's just a turn off when somebody's all over me. Like, I don't want the guy who's aggressive and an asshole, but then I go for the nice guy and he's too nice. And then I'm like, well, maybe I like the asshole after all. So then after that, everybody's like, they're dancing, they're drinking, they're partying. Suddenly Luke's shirt is off for some reason. And when they're heading back to the cabs, Luke stole... He comes back with a big floral arrangement in like a terracotta pot. Like you got to hold that with both arms out of the restaurant. So they're, they're going back in two cars, right? Harry's in one car. Margot goes in the car with Luke instead of him. And Harry's like watching them get in the car together. And he goes, I don't understand. Like every time Margot gets pissed, like drunk, she goes with Luke. And when she's not, she's trying to hook up with me. But they're like, don't worry about it. Like, she's not going to make out with that guy. Like, this is nothing. So back in Margot's car, like, she's wasted. Like, blacked out, wasted. She's in the back with Luke. And she just puts her head on his Luke, like, on his lap. Like, she's passed out. So Aisha, who is in the row in front of them, is kind of, like, keeping an eye on things. So she says to Luke, like no gobbies for you guys like no kisses for you and Luke just looks at her and goes later and Aisha goes you really shouldn't be saying that when she's like this and Sharina goes yeah no I agree like you need to be putting her to bed and not talking about kissing her when she's asleep right now so Luke just looks down and he goes well should I put you to bed she's like yeah bed as in I just want to go to bed as an escort me to bed and then do your own thing. Good night. Um, so Luke and Margo are like in the back seat as everybody's getting back to the boat, right? So Asia is like telling one of the other guys, Culver, I'm just gonna hang out here until they get out of the car and like chaperone her, right? Because she's already like, Mm-mm. something weird is happening. Luke's being very strange. So while he's in the car with Margo by himself, Um, he's like, are you going to cuddle with me? And she goes, no, let's go. (laughs) So they get out of the car and Aisha tells Luke, you take your plant. I'm going to take Margot. So he's like crazy wasted. Like he takes that plant and drops it immediately. All that terracotta on the floor. Culver, the other guy's like picking it up because Luke just leaves it there. Like he's wasted. So Aisha escorts Margot back to her bunk, right? And she says, I don't want any drunkenness to be taken advantage of. I would just like to see you get to bed safely. So I'm going to get you some water and I'll be right back. When she turns to leave, Luke is like right behind her, like, oh, jump scare. Baba Duke in the corner. So he quickly is like, oh, you know, I want to go to the jacuzzi. So she's like, Aisha is like, okay, we'll let her change then. And he leaves the room. So Marco is like changing into her pajamas with Aisha standing guard basically in the room and tells Aisha, I don't want to go to the hot tub jacuzzi. I don't want to go. And Aisha says, yeah, I just saw the way he looked at you and I'm feeling very protective. And Margo says to her, I'm glad that you're here. I don't want to go to the jacuzzi. I just want water and I want to go to bed, water in bed, 
no Luke. She gets up to her bunk, the top bunk, and Aisha closes the door to go grab her some water. So at the same time, we see Luke go into his bathroom and grab his towel. Laura finds him. She goes into the bathroom. They come out. She's like, oh, let's go upstairs to the hot tub, right? So at this point, Luke is just in, like, he's in a towel, right? And at the same time, the power ends up going out on the boat. So everybody's, like, trying to figure it out. So this takes um, Asia away from Margot. People are trying to figure out how to, like, flip on the power or whatever. And at that point, like, Laura's trying to lead Luke to the hot tub so she can flirt with him, clearly, right? But Luke is, like, trying to get to Margot's room. So now that the lights are all out, he, like, goes back to Margot's room, drops his towel, and gets into her bunk. So the only lights that we see are from production cameras or whatever. So production sees this and they're like, Luke, no, 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 come on, come on, get out. And he tries to play stupid, like, huh, what? And then tries to, like, act like he's just magically gone to sleep. He's now big spooning Margot. Margot's facing the wall, so she has no idea that dude is naked. Like, she kind of knows that he's in the bed, but she's also asleep slash blacked out. So she doesn't really know what's going on. So producers are again, like, tapping Luke on the back. Like, you got to get out of here. Like, we got to get you down. We have to get you out of here. She said she wanted to go to bed. You got to go. So then he, like, gets kind of an attitude. But he asks Margo, like, are you okay? Are you a 10 out of 10? Are you a 9 out of 10? But again, she doesn't, she's, she's gone. And has no clue that this dude is, like, naked right behind her. So Luke gets up, finally out of the bed, and then he says to the camera people, like, can you fuck off for a second, and slams the door to the room. But they open it up immediately. He tries to close it again, so it's kind of like a push-pull moment um, where production's, like, saying, "We yo, we can't keep this door open, like, we can't do that. So Luke comes out... <clears throat> With just a towel covering his front. Like, it's not wrapped around his waist, right? And he's just like, oh, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, he goes into his room, which is right next door. But Aisha happens to be in the hallway and is like, yo, what the fuck just happened? Because she heard production tell him to get out. And now he's getting out with a towel and his ass hanging out. And she's like, how did this happen? So the first part of the episode ends with Luke slamming the door to his bedroom closed. So at the beginning of part two, Laura goes into Luke's room and is like, what did you do? But he's like noticing the cameras, you know, they're all up in the corners and whatever. He's like, oh, you know, nothing. I didn't do anything. Fuck them, right? I didn't do anything. I was just sitting there. I had nothing to do with her fucking hellmate. So then Laura leaves the room. So then Aisha goes into Margot's room and is like, are you okay? Because she's explaining like the power went out. I went to check in on things, but then I heard the producer say, get out, get out, get out. And Luke was naked. And Margo goes, oh my God, ew, he was naked? And so Isha said, did you consent to this? And Margo says, no, I was asleep. I did not invite that at all. So then Aisha gets into bed with Margo and Margo's like, I didn't even know. So Aisha's like, Mm-mm. like I'm going to sleep here and like be a human shield to this weirdo. Speaking of weirdos, Laura's weird ass goes to the hot tub where it's like Sharina, the rest of the guys, like they have no idea what just happened with Luke, right? They're just having a a good time. So she announces to them, like, I'm not wearing a bikini. So what she is wearing is like, you know, like some panties and a white tank top. (laughs) Interesting. Does not, girl. So then she tries to be, Adam's sitting in the corner. She tries to little spoon this guy and he's like, who do you think you are touching me like that? No, the answer is no. But he's saying it in like in a nice kind of way. So Laura's response as he moves away from her is to like wrap her arms around him like on his back, right? And she tells everybody, we're not going to hook up until after the charter. <laughs> and Adam says, no, homie. She keeps touching him around the waist, even though he says, stop that. I've never seen shit like this in my life. Like, I have let dudes embarrass me, but, like, 
emotionally not like this girl. Like, if you... I cannot imagine being in a space with other people and all of them just heard you be like, no, homie, I don't want to hook up with you. And nevertheless, you persist. Like, that is weird. It is so weird. Like, the concept of being embarrassed has never once occurred to Laura. Like, not once. It's very strange. So at this point, like, a couple people go back to bed, and, like, Sharina being one of them. Aisha found Sharina, who, like I said, has been in this hot hot tub this whole time, to tell her what happened to Luke and Margo. And she's like, I gotta speak to Captain Jason. So Culver, who is uh, Luke's roommate, bunkmate, tries to get to his bed to go to sleep, but then he realizes that Luke locked him out. So Aisha's like, well, just sleep in the guest cabin. Like, don't worry about it. So back in the hot tub now, it's just Adam, Harry, and Laura. Adam and Harry are bunkmates. And so Adam straight up tells Harry, if you're leaving, I'm leaving. <laughs> you're a bird, I'm a bird, okay? I'm gonna be honest, I'm only in this hot tub because of you right now. So y'all, <sighs> Laura's response was, well, it's time for a massage now then. Not sexual, I promise. And he just goes, okay. Not, okay, not, yes, let's go. Because he says, okay, I'm locking the door. And then gets out of the hot tub. Laura follows him. The bitch goes to get a bottle of cream. Knock, knock, knock on the door. Adam is thinking, oh, Surely this is my roommate, Harry, and it's not. So when he opens the door to see her, he goes, oh my fucking God, you're not sleeping here. You're not sleeping in here, dude. And the door's staying open. She brought cream with her, guys. I could not believe it. And then she's asking him, which bed are you in? Which bed is yours? And he goes, it's down the hall to the left, meaning your room. He goes, I'm going to have to kick your ass out. So then he gets into his bunk, which is the top bunk, and she's like, oh, God, you're up there. It's so hard. Will you come down? Will you come down to the other room, the other bed? And he goes, no, that's Harry's bed. I'm not, I'm not sleeping in there. So then he's, like, trying to pretend to go to sleep, even though he's got, like, a can of, uh, like, cut water seltzer in his hand. Like, he's clearly not sleeping. He's just, like, pretending to be. So she gets the fucking hint. And then she just squeezes a little dollop of daisy of that cream on his back and then gets up into the bunk straddles him from the back and they're like production is like laura you need to come down this is when you have to step down and she's like okay i'm coming and starts like massaging his shoulders and his back and they're like no you need to step down she's like okay okay so she says chow and then is like kissing him his neck his back not the other two, but she would have. If he had a pussy, she would have gone for it. And they're like, Laura, you really need to leave. So finally she does. Now, you just got embarrassed. He embarrassed the fuck out of you, necessarily, out of a need, in front of all the, not even people, not even friends. These are people who you work with. And then you went to his room, and then the other people who you technically work with, the production, I'm like, girl, you gotta leave. You're not, you've been dissed out of that hot tub and then kicked out of a room. I could not believe it. She actually straddled this man's back and tried to give him a massage. I, I the way I, ooh. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen when, like, an alligator grabs hold of their prey and they just spin around, they just spin around in the water? Like, that would have been me. I would have, like... Tried, like locked my legs from the back and just spun around until until she ended up out of my room. I don't know how she would have done that, but I would have just kept get to spinning, just get to spinning. <laughs> oh my god! So then Aisha's very upset. She's knocking on Captain Jason's door, crying. And he's like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Because he's been asleep this whole time, wasn't out with him, right? And she explains to him, like, basically, we came home tonight, and I was feeling like Luke wanted to take advantage of Margot because she was pretty out of it tonight. And then the power went out, and, like, Luke was running out of her bed naked, and she was completely unconscious. So Captain Jason is like, okay, did anything happen? And Aisha's like, no, 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 she's okay. And he goes, okay, good. Where is Luke? 
And she goes, I think he's so freaked out that he's locked the door of his bedroom. So she's like real shaken up, like really trying not to cry. So Captain Jason gives Asia this hug and she's like, I just feel like a lot of women have a history with these things and it just stresses me out to see somebody taken advantage of. And then Asia says in a confessional, we don't know what would have happened, but if he's in bed naked and she has no idea, that actually makes my skin crawl. Like you have no right to put somebody in that position. And then she says, I've actually had a drunken sexual assault experience before and I never wanted that to happen to anyone else. And she's just such a sweet angel that anyone violating her space just makes me sick. So Jason tells Aisha, fuck that. Not on my watch. So he goes to get the keys to open up Luke's bedroom. And he goes, I need you off the boat tonight. And again, Luke tries to do this thing where he puts the covers over himself. He's like, no, really, man? Like, we got to do this? And Jason takes, takes those sheets right off. And he's like, no, you got to go. Let's make it this easy, okay? <laughs> Even though Luke's like, no, 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 I'm good. I don't have to go. He's like, no, no, no. Let, we're going to make this easy. You got to go. So he gets his clothes on. Luke has the audacity to ask why. And he goes, we'll talk about this in the morning. Puts his ass in the back of a minivan. Arrivederci, right? So the next morning, Margot goes to... Laura, because they're bunkmates, to ask her what happened the night before because Luke got into my bed naked and it was weird. So, like, Barbara really has no idea that Laura was not... She was trying to chase Adam around. Laura didn't know. Didn't see what happened. She really has no clue. So Laura asks her, do you think that Luke is in trouble? Margo says, yeah. And Laura goes, oh, shit. So the guys, again, they were all in the hot tub. They had no idea what happened last night. They're trying to figure out where Luke is. Is he on the boat? Why isn't he working with us? Maybe he's still asleep. I don't know. So Aisha goes to tell Margo. It's now Aisha, Chef Serena, and Margo. They're all having, like, a sister circle. And Aisha, like, very gently tells Margo what happened. What happened to her last night? And Margo was like, how long was he in that room for? Do you know? And Aisha's like, I don't know. To which Margot says, you know, I woke up feeling weird and I knew that whatever happened wasn't cool. So like, I'm glad he's not here on this boat right now because I was worried I was going to have to act cool. And I think that would have been really hard for me. And then that poor dear says, I just feel really stupid. And they're like, no, don't, don't ever feel stupid. And Margot's like, but I was just so drunk. And Sharina's like, yeah, but you know what? Women should be able to get blackout drunk women should be able to stand in a room naked for God's sakes and not have anything happen to them. You're allowed that. And it's the other person's responsibility to like, you know, mind their P's and Q's, right? And then she asks Aisha, can I just go and cry in the bathroom for a second? And then she says in a confessional, I just feel like disappointed and sad, but I also feel really loved. And she calls her mom and sister and tells them what happened. And they're both like, you did nothing wrong. Like, we're so sorry. Like, this is not your fault at all. Because she's, like, putting the blame on her. Like, I shouldn't have been that drunk. Or whatever. Like, I just felt so bad that she, like, carried any of that. You know? Because Aisha's right. Like, so many of us women have been in a situation where maybe it's not rape. Exactly. Or maybe it's not, like, full-on assault. But it's definitely been in situations where, like... You know, like, I've seen dudes dicks on the on the um, train, and they just, like, don't give a fuck. Like, they don't care. And we've all been in situations where it's just like, what is going on? What is going on? And this is, like, not okay. But then technically nothing is, like, done to you. So then these men just, like, get off on these, like, technicalities, and they go to, like, do this to other women because we're programmed to just be, like, keep sweet and be like, oh, you know, like, it's our fault. What did I do to put myself in this situation? Not like, why can't somebody leave me the fuck alone? Why, why don't you have impulse control, you know? So Captain Jason calls a meeting with the whole crew. And again, Laura tries to cuddle up on Adam on the couch. <laughs> and this really cracked me up. <laughs> Because Adam's had enough. He literally, like, takes his palm, and he was not being violent. He was not being aggressive. She's like, 
trying to like put her head on his shoulder and he literally like takes his palm and pushes her head away from her away from him to get him off of her. I'm like, I I get you on that. So she's like, oh haha, like I'm so sorry, I'm killing you. And then like rubs his thigh and is like, I'm working on it. Like, yeah, you we we see it, girl. Working and you need to be fired. You were about to be, but anyway. So Jason tells everybody, Captain Jason tells everybody, Luke's gonna be getting his things. There was an incident, and I just want to stress that, you know, there are boundaries. The cabin is a safety zone, and the doors are an even bigger boundary. And you cannot walk into somebody's room, indecent, without consent. That is a line. So once the guys all, like, put two and two together of what happened, they're like, oh, fuck him. Like, if this happened to my sister, I'd murder them. Like, fuck him. I would kill them. So Laura has the audacity to ask if they can say goodbye to Luke as he's packing his things. And Jason goes, no. And she goes, copy. So Luke comes back to the boat. He and Jason sit down just very briefly for Luke to be like, I don't know what happened. And, you know, that's just like kind of eating me up a bit. And so Jason goes, well, you went into a cabin without consent. And Luke goes, well, was I naked? And he goes, yeah. I'm going to have to ask you to get your stuff. So... Everybody has to wait, like, on the couches while Luke gets his shit. And Laura turns to Harry and says, you know, I'm just so sad that he's leaving. And Harry goes, Luke? I feel really bad for Margot. I think we've got to, like, care for her for the next few days as a crew. Does that register with Laura? More on that later. So Luke tells Jason... He's sorry, and he's so disappointed in himself. And Jason just goes, yeah. (laughs) So his ass is off that boat for good with your yellow Crocs. Bye, bitch. So Jason comes back to where everybody's at the meeting, and he goes, again, boundaries. Male or female, don't cross them. So then they're breaking to do work on the boat because the next guests are going to be arriving the next day. And it just made me so sad that after they broke, Harry goes to give Margot a hug and she goes, I just wish I had hung out with you all night. <laughs> That's so sad. It really broke my heart. And then we hear Laura say, I'm so sad. I can't believe Luke is gone. And then the camera goes upstairs to where she's talking to somebody because we didn't see. And we see that she's telling this to Margo. Margo had the patience of a saint. Because again, legs locked, alligator style. I would have gotten her out of that boat and into the ocean. So Margo goes, you're sad? I'm not. And Laura goes, you're not? And Margo goes, no. I mean, I'm bummed about everything that happened. And Laura goes, well, I just really don't understand what happened. So Margo's like, okay, do you want to know? Because I'll tell you. He came into my room naked. He got into my bed when I was passed out. And it's like, what would have happened if nobody had been in there, you know? I'm just still kind of processing it. And Laura goes, oh, poor Luke. I should have just kept him happy. If he were to come into naked into my cabin, I'd be like, hello, yes. But it's his fault. He rejected me. If he had not done that, I would still be with him. If he hadn't rejected me, I would still be with him. What a weird fucking thing to say. Then she says, I said I would make him regret it. And that came true, like, big time. It's his karma. (laughs) I've never heard shit like that in my life. That you told the victim... Well, if he had just come to me, I would have welcomed it. But after he rejected me, I told him he'd regret it. And now he does. Ha ha. Big time. Where is your mind, bitch? So Marco says, I'm just happy he's gone. And Laura goes, oh God. And then he came back for his things. And like, we can't be there. We can't say goodbye. And Marco goes, yeah, I really didn't want to talk to him. (laughs) confessional Margo goes what the fuck how are you pouting right now this is all fucked up she's fucked up I think (laughs) like yeah girl I think so too 
And then Laura goes on to tell Mara Margo, you know, we all feel bad right now, but I bet Luke feels the worst. I mean, this is like classic predator talk. Like, there's something, you know, I know we're not supposed to diagnose people, but like, the way that Laura's speaking feels like she's perpetuating a cycle of behavior that has happened to her, and she just like has no concept of like boundaries at all. And it's weird. Like, this is not normal. So then we find Aisha elsewhere in the boat, and she runs into Adam to ask him what he thinks about the firing, right? And she goes, you know, on that note, I've been kind of noticing that Laura's been pretty intense with you, so I just want to make sure that you're okay. And Adam says, I think she thinks that I'm playing around because I'm being nice about it. And, like, I just really don't want to get anybody in trouble, but, like, maybe I need to be more serious. And Aisha says... I got your back, right? So then this gremlin Laura finds Aisha to say, I don't understand what happened, even though Margot told you exactly what happened. So then she goes on, like, Aisha tells her, you know, like, you know, he crossed the line. It was really inappropriate. And Laura's like, well, I just don't understand why we weren't able to say goodbye to him. And then she puts her hand over her heart and just this, like, mm, like pout face, like, oh, the tragedy that I didn't get to say goodbye to Luke. Now, mind you, this dude was saying he wanted nothing to do with her. Thank you, Adam, for taking one for the team, for taking her off of my roster so that I can go elsewhere. This man didn't even like her. And she's hand over her hearting about not being able to say goodbye to him, you fucking weirdo. Ugh. Ugh. So Aisha hears this and goes, oh, sorry. (laughs) So then Laura goes, was it really that bad? And she's like, yeah, he crossed the line. And on any boat, that's like a fireable behavior, right? So Laura goes, but is it dead serious? He's off the boat, Laura. What's not clicking? So Aisha goes, yeah. And she goes, oh, fuck. And then Laura says, I'm just shocked because, like, I didn't know it was that bad. So then Laura says in a confessional, Captain Jason should have given him a chance, a warning or something, because it's not fair, and that's it. Hmm. She actually made that noise. Hmm. Like, who the fuck are you, Annie? Eloise at the plaza? (laughs) That's not fair, and that's it. (laughs) And then if you think this gremlin has ended her reign of terror, absolutely not. She goes back to Margot to tell her, I just don't think it's fair. I mean, I'm sorry for you, but I just think it could have been a warning. Like, I don't know. I'm just sad. I just think he meant it as a joke. I mean, he's a funny guy. Like, he wouldn't rape you or anything. He's a sexual person. I'm a sexual person. You're a sexual person. We were joking. You know, like, the thing was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Like, oh, we're all drunk. So Margo was just standing there like, eh, I don't know. So then Laura goes on and on about like, oh, it's not like you said no to him at all. Like, he didn't feel comfortable to come to you. He felt welcome coming there. And Margo goes, I don't think so because Aisha said over and over again, don't go in there. She's drunk. She's passed out. Fortunately, Margo's by the door so she can fucking dip. And then Aisha runs into her and is like, what the fuck is going on? Laura's upset and it's pissing me off. So then Margo tells her, I told her what happened and one of the first things that Laura said was he would have hooked up with me and he's a sexual person and I don't think it's fair. Aisha's horrified. Like her jaw is dropped. She's like, this is so inappropriate. So then Aisha goes back to Captain Luke to tell him, you need to have a conversation with Laura because she just had the audacity to say to Margo, I wish he went into my bed because I would have welcomed him. And that um, she's like now making Laura feel bad or Margo feel bad. So Luke is pissed because he just said multiple times, you guys, there are boundaries. These are the boundaries. You can't go into people's rooms. We have to respect each other. Man or woman, there is no crossing the line. He just said that to them twice. So he's now really pissed off. And Aisha's like, you know what? And on top of that, 
Adam has being, been borderline sexually harassed by Laura, too. So Jason calls Adam over, and Adam tells Jason, I, don't, I really don't want to be rude. I don't want to make her feel embarrassed, but, like, I've been saying no, but, like, playfully, you know? I did mush her in the forehead. In the, in the, on the couch. I don't know if you saw that, but I, I've been trying. So Jason calls Laura to get her side of the story, right? And she's like, I've been hearing you've not been listening to Adam's boundaries, but also, you know, like I've made several speeches about boundaries and respect. And also like, did you say anything about like a poor Luke or something like that? And this monster, she lies. Laura goes, no, I actually went to Margot and I asked her, like, how she's feeling. No, you did not. And Jason goes, well, she's not okay. And there's, like, a big disconnect with what I said and how you've been acting. So Laura says, I totally understand what you said and I respect it. And Jason says, well, you didn't show it. You didn't show it for you to go to her and say that, like, what you said shows that you didn't listen to what I said at all about boundaries and it shows very little respect towards Margot. I'm trying to put this behind us and you keep bringing it straight back up. So with that being said, I'm terminating you immediately. And that's how you clear a bitch. A plus. Tens, tens, tens across the board. And this fucking idiot goes, wow, I don't think I've done anything wrong that needs to be terminated. Can you give me a warning? What planet has this bitch been living in that you're just like, "Mm, I don't accept this termination. How about we downgrade it to a warning? Can you do that? And Jason goes, no. (laughs) I can't go on with you being part of the team with the environment that I'm trying to set. And she goes, I think you're making a mistake. And Captain Jason goes, okay. (laughs) And then she goes, when do you want me to go? Bitch, immediately, if not sooner. So Margo finds out about firing number two, which is like, thank God. Like, I just feel like I lost 100 pounds immediately. And so Laura says, I don't deserve this. (laughs) The Captain Jason's like, do you want me to take your luggage? Do you want me to pick this up and then take it outside for you? She's like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. So Aisha goes to tell the guys, specifically Adam, about Laura getting fired. And he feels really bad. He's like, I just hate that I played a part in that. But, like, to be honest with you, I thought it was really nice to her. And, like, America agrees. We're with you, Adam. Oh, also, Laura said in confessional, I think he's making a mistake. Like, you should talk to people and then give them a warning. Not just, like, poof, you're fired. That's not good leadership. That's zero ship. And then nobody noticed this, but as she was in the back of the car, she's waving like Princess Diana and blowing kisses like this is her swan song. I'll be damned. I will be damned. So we have to have another meeting where Jason has to be like, well, unfortunately, we had to let somebody else go due to her lack of empathy. But we have to move forward, you guys. We really do. So at the end of the episode, it ends on like a pretty bittersweet note where Aisha's checking in on Margo again and Margo's like, honestly, this was really, really hard, but it also made me feel so loved and so grateful. And Margo says in a confessional, like, I'm shocked that this happened, but I'm ready to do my job and move on because I feel really safe and cared and comforted cared for and she says you know like I have a big you know I have family and friends and people that care for me like I know what love is and like this is like more than I could have ever imagined and I'm lucky to have a team like this and that really was like very sweet bittersweet but we should all be in situations where we feel like actions are taken immediately and people give a fuck about you and your emotions and like shut it down Shut it down. Now, we have to get into the responses from Luke and Laura on social media. Lord, buckle up. So Laura posted a picture of her and Luke smiling together and says, "My My sincere apologies to Adam. I did not realize I made him feel uncomfortable and no one should be put in that position. And to Margo to not have... And to Margo to not been been able to empathize. I was 29 when the show was filmed. 
30 was my life changer. I'm 31 now, and I'm watching it all as of you, an entertainment show. Girl. She went private on her Instagram. So did Luke. But before he went private, people um, found that he was posting on his stories, like, before he went private. He said something about, like, um, it doesn't matter what they think about you because you don't care. Everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything we see is a perspective, not the truth. Take ownership and move forward. And then he posted a picture of a boat, and the caption is self-improvement 1.5 years on. Now, I haven't been able to confirm this, but there allegedly was a an exchange between Luke's now girlfriend, Diana, and a viewer where Diana says, girl, he was just acting. It's a TV show. Not, it's not real life. And the person responded to acting. He got into bed with a woman who was drunk, naked. Um, so, well, these people are deplorable. Like, <laughs> vile. Vile. How can you say any of the things that you said? How can you say like, oh, it's I've done a, a year and a half of self-improvement and personal growth or whatever the fuck, but then also be like, oh, what you see is just your perspective. Okay, well, from my perspective, you went to your room, got ass naked, put a towel around uh, your waist, got into somebody else's room when they weren't looking and had no awareness that you had your dick against them. And then when production tried to um, intervene, you were just like, oh, I'm trying to sleep. What do you mean? Everything's fine. And then when somebody asked you about it later, you said, oh, I didn't do anything. I did nothing wrong. I was just sitting there. Okay. That's what I saw, you weirdo. Anyway, thank you guys so much for hanging with me again for these free forum Fridays until our shows come back. By the way, Welcome to Plathville dropped their uh, uh, trailer. We'll be talking about that on Monday. But I hope you guys have a good weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you.